Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I suck at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. 410583 1057 is the number. Send your request, plus for text line. Nolan McGraw play it for you. NFL lunch coming up at 12. Pretty big injury news coming out of Miami. We'll get into that. Same thing in Minnesota with the Vikings. So, uh, a guy that has just, say, burst onto the scene. Now it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks with a knee injury. We'll talk about that. And more Ravens. They're across the pond, taking on the Tennessee Titans Sunday morning at 9.30. Baltimore game day uncensored pregame show. Well, it's early. 6 Very, to, yeah. six to 9 a.m. At uh, Maryland Life, rocking and rolling, a little Maryland Life fun yeah. over there. And and they ha- we got to have a uh, buffet with some pancakes and I stuff might, like I might, It's so early, they don't even make breakfast yet. <laughs> well, that is that place open 24 7. Oh, right? yes, it is. But oh, it's a huge, beautiful place. We're going to be there. We're going to be rocking and rolling. You're going to come out and enjoy it with us. We're getting you ready for the Ravens, three and a half point favorites against the Titans. Both teams coming off losses Ravens to the Steelers, Titans to the Colts. So we'll get into that and more with our next guest. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, USA Today, the Ravens Wire. Let's welcome in, as we do every Tuesday, Kevin Allstriker. Kevin, good morning. What's happening? Good morning, guys. Yeah, it was a little bit of a drop fest in Week Five against the Steelers. But if you talked about, they have the opportunity to get some re- some revenge from their last uh, abroad game that happened in 2017 against the Jaguars, which did not go in their favor. So hopefully, it's a win for them in Week Six. Uh, drops aside, which we'll get to the communication problems. At least the two losses we've heard, there was a communication issue there. And I know John Harbaugh didn't get to meet with the media as they flew to London. But are you worried, Kevin Ostraker, that the Ravens have some communication problems at the most inopportune time? Yeah, I I think it's uh, whether it's preparation or, you know, just game awareness or whatever it is. The fact that we've now seen this and there are two losses is a little disheartening, to be honest. I think, you know, with the Zay Flowers situation back in week three against the Colts, that was one that was completely avoidable with a timeout. You know, John Harbaugh said in hindsight, you know, calling a timeout would have been the best just to get the communication all together. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of hear the same thing after week five where, you know, the it could have been solved with a timeout where it's questionable whether they even should have lined up anyway right. to try to get the Browns to – or the Browns the, – <laughs> the Steelers to go off sides. But I think that at that point you have to tell your team and I, it was communicated. It was a decision by Linderbaum, but 
you can't have that happen. So I don't even think they should have been lined up in the first place. I don't think there was much to gain from it outside of, you know, the very small possibility they they would have jumped off sides. And if you get them to jump off sides, I don't remember how much time was 19 left. 19 seconds. Was, yeah. We're it, wasn't on the even clock. That, it wasn't even that much time in the first place. So personally, not what I would have done. So it's at this point, the sloppiness and the miscommunication and the self-inflicted mistakes those are all things that are a trend at this point and something that I don't think, you know, can continue happening because at this point, the Ravens were honestly with the way the offense played the drops and everything in the miscommunication, pretty lucky to be in this game the way they were throughout the, the entirety of it. The Pittsburgh offense was, I mean, struggling for, for the majority of it. But when you get into December and January teams like, you know, the Dolphins and the Bills and the 49ers and the Eagles and, you know, all the, all these teams that you're supposed to be competing with. If your offense puts your defense in too many bad spots, it's going to eventually come back to bite you. And I think we saw that right at the end of that Pittsburgh game where the momentum shifted and Pittsburgh finally found it out. So that sequence cost them points. The, you know, goal line fade, the red zone fade, Odell cost them points. They cost themselves so many points in this game. It was, I think, upwards of 14, if not more. Kevin, with all the crap that they did, I I, I watched the film again this morning, the uh, the all 22. Should have been 21 nothing after one. Should have been over. And then all the crap that they did later on, it wouldn't have mattered because the game was the game was over. I mean, there was guys running free. You can say what you want about it. They weren't trying. They sucked in that first quarter, offensively and defensively. Pittsburgh did. I mean, there was people running open. If Zay catches one on the first drive, they're going to go score then. And then they score on the second drive. And then uh, Bateman drops the other one in the end zone. I mean, it should have been 21-0. And, I mean, Todd Munkin, you know, um, he probably said, Lamar, you probably he should have probably had about 350 yards passing. Sunday. I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke. I mean, you got to look back at that and say, what the? I, I just can't believe what I saw. Yeah, it, it was the, the execution was very poor from the pass catchers. And you're right, where it's something where I can't I can't remember who said it, you know, on social media, but I think it was one of the best zero touchdown one interception games that anyone has ever seen because of the way that Lamar was again, these were not just it's different if, you know, there's a defender on a guy and, you know, there's a good play made on the ball and the ball maybe glances off the hands when that happens. Mm-hmm. There's physicality with it. But these were, like, wide open. Yep. These were wide open passes that were bouncing off of hands and, you know, Zay Flowers falls down and he had to readjust to that throw. But, again, he falls down, the ball falls, and it just was time and time again where two straight plays, he talked about it, the Andrews and then the Bateman back-to-back, Aguilar and Lamar puts it right there on him for six and just falls through his hands. I don't think there was one, maybe there was, but I don't think there was one where there was a defender within two or three yards of, of the guy and it was just gets dropped. And at that point, you're right. It, the Ravens should have been up huge by yep. the time the half happened, even you're right. Dan of the first quarter. Yeah. And that just changes the entire dynamic of the game where I say, you know, the phrase is don't play with your food. <laughs> and the Ravens were doing it. They kept keeping the Steelers in the game, and they did it against the Colts in week three. And again, they kept doing it and kept doing it. And eventually, the Colts were able to find a way to 
come and win that game after so many self-inflicted fumbles and self-inflicted mistakes. This time, it was drop after drop after drop, and the Ravens could never get into an offensive rhythm. Lamar was in a rhythm for most of the game, but he just he couldn't get help from his wide receivers for the most part. You know, whenever Zay Flowers made a catch, there was a drop, and then Mark Andrews had a couple of drops, and Bateman obviously had his drops. It was just all-around disaster. We could be talking about a team right now that's probably five and zero, oh, but obviously they're not. They're three and two, and, and the reason is themselves. You know, they they did it themselves. Kevin, I, I I think if it was up to me, OBJ doesn't look like he's got any burst explosiveness at all. Just let him get healthy. You know, I mean, because he's not really helping. Like the one that he caught, couldn't you make anybody miss? Because I don't think he could put any weight on his ankle. So he just looks the way he's playing right now. Just kind of looks like an old man. I think for him, I don't know, you know, do you put him in the slot and kind of have him work out of there? Instead no, of you put him, him in a training outside? room. Yeah. In a training room. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's interesting because you mentioned Odell, but I also think for like Marcus Williams and Marlon Humphrey, some stuff didn't look 100% right about nope. those two either. No. So I understand wanting to get those guys back. I understand that, you know, they can play on the field, but it's a matter of how effective can they be. Marlon had some good plays in the game there were a few but it just to me feels like them going to london now and being there they have to fly back and play the lions after that you want to have these guys as healthy as possible and i think that their depth has played fine enough where especially in the secondary they've exceeded my expectations by a wide margin with some of the guys like brandon Stevens stepping up for the most part you know stone so if you need to take a couple of weeks, and then obviously wide receiver-wise, Aguilar has played well enough outside of the, the drops on, on Sunday, and Zay also as well. But you want to make sure they're as close to 100%. And again, what is 100% during the season? I don't think by the end of it anybody's 100%. But if you can take a couple extra weeks, it's almost like the Joe Burrow conversation in Cincinnati where do you get them healthy or do you – hold them out for, you know, however many weeks it is to get them back to as close to 100% as possible to make sure that the performance can be as close to 100% as possible. So at this point, there are a couple of guys where I'm wondering where their health status is right now. And obviously, we still have to wait for whenever Adafi Owe comes back, whenever Morgan Moses comes back. And obviously, Ronnie Stanley struggled on Sunday, too. So there's a question about where he is after coming back, too. Now, Kevin, with the the punt block, it looks like they just ran a twist, you know, and Stone turned his shoulders and gave him the the free run to the punter, you know, because, I mean, like he he just took off and started running after that. He didn't think it was any issue. You know, then when you hear bang, bang, then you look back and it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Where I think it was just uh... – a that wasn't anything super special, just a, a regular yeah. twist as you talked about. But, yeah, so I'm, I, I ID'd Stone as the guy, too. I, I originally thought it was Trent Simpson, but I think it was Stone. No, it was Stone because Simpson blocked his guy. Yeah, so I, at that point, the Ravens special teams unit, I think, has been interesting this year. I think Stout's been great for him all season. He's He's been pinning punts and booming them. Tucker obviously hasn't gotten as many opportunities as <laughs> some people would have liked because of some of the decisions. But – I think the the punt coverage and the kick coverage has been a bit suspect this year. And they had a great play on Gunnar Olszewski late in the game that got the Ravens offense literally first and goal from the seven-yard line. And they at that point, I'm thinking – No, the Pittsburgh guy knocked it out. Nobody from the Ravens did. Well, no, yeah, yeah. They recovered it. (laughs) I was was hoping Seymour would just put it in the end zone to not have us, you know, have to have to worry about the offense. And that was why I was saying that because – 
at that point, I'm thinking, look, the Ravens have had a litany of drops and they've had a terrible offensive game outside of what the first drive or first couple of drives. And they can't get, they can't get three points from the seven yard line. It's the third down fade, which I think they should have run the ball one more time on that drive. They had the little, the little Kelsey to Mahomes or Mahomes to Kelsey shovel to Andrews, which didn't work. So at that point, with special teams, they put the Ravens in the position to go out there and increase their lead, even if it was just by a Justin Tucker field goal. But on that block punt, you could kind of feel the momentum. Even before that, you could feel the momentum shifting because the offense didn't capitalize early. So it all just goes hand in hand. And again, the defense, they played pretty well for most of the game. The Steelers offense was, you know, the Steelers offense was struggling coming into this game and they struggled in this game, Mm -hmm. but they could only hold on for so long because the offense couldn't put up enough points and they had opportunities to. He is Kevin Allstriker, joins us every Tuesday, Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. USA Today, everybody. It's the Ravens Wire. Kevin, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday, and we'll talk to you next week where hopefully Ravens regroup 4-2 and two with Detroit coming to town next Sunday at M&T. Yeah, hopefully, guys. I appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. You got it. Boy, that was a deflating loss. Even Kevin Allstriker sounds a little uh, upset, and he's usually Mr. Positivity. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back, whip around what's going on in world sports. We'll talk about that. NHL season starts tonight. NBA preseason has started. Some historic things took place as well with the Orioles and with the Baltimore Ravens. Around 11.30, we'll do the Dirty Dozen. Who are the 12 best teams in the NFL through five weeks already. Five weeks are done. It concluded last night with Monday Night Football. I gave me heard on the fan. Oh, what a surprise. I picked the wrong team. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Time for the whip around, Vinny at 8, The Fan. NHL season starts tonight. Triple header. ESPN in all of their glory. Got Nashville at Tampa. 530. They have Chicago at the uh, Penguins. 
Connor Bedard makes his regular season debut mm-hmm. after really showing what he was about during the preseason, yeah. giving you a glimpse of things there. He had a good preseason, Bob, but like NFL, you know, don't get too caught up in the hype in the preseason. It'll be much more physical and stuff when it starts. Now, we talk about how aged the Caps are. What about the Penguins? They have a little more Both, youth in the uh, uh, they're, they're right there. lines. Yeah, them, them and the Caps are the old are the old guard, I would say. And then also tonight, it's the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Knights, who accomplished that in five years. Think about that. They start as an expansion team, make it to the Stanley Cup Finals that year, Against the Caps. and then win it just four years later. They take on the Seattle Kraken, who made the playoffs in only their second season themselves. Yeah, that's... You know, and a lot of it is, you know, George McPhee with Vegas kind of start, you know, because they got that team a couple years before. And what happened was so many teams were in cap hell. So he was buying draft picks, you know, getting a lot of draft picks from teams, Bob, just to take their crap off their roster, you know, to eat up all that cap space. NFL news, and, you know, we've got news from the nest at the top of the hour. We're going to hear from Lamar and John Harbaugh, Roquan Smith. Then we have Howard Balzer joining us for NFL lunch. But one of the big stories, feel-good stories of the NFL season so far has been the play of Devon Achan. Achan, I guess. It was Achan, now it's Achan. Achan, right? Achan. Achan, thank you. But either way, going to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury, suffered against the Giants on Sunday, and he has exploded over this uh, three-week run. And this is kind of crappy news because he was uh, one of the feel-good stories. I mean, it's not like he just came out of nowhere. He's out of Texas A&M, a second-round draft pick. But, I mean, they have Mostert. They have all these weapons, and he's the guy that's been really doing damage, and he was doing damage Sunday Yeah, no doubt. against New York, but a knee injury going to miss, and the word is multiple weeks, whatever that means. Speed kills. You know, he's a bigger Pacheco for uh, the, the Chiefs, you know, and, and yeah, they're going to, they're going to, because he fit perfectly in that, you know, tie, in their philosophy of what they want on their team, fast, explosive dudes, he fit right in. Yeah, third-round pick, I should say, out of Texas A&M. So he's going to be out. Horrible news there. I mean, Dolphins are still loaded, no doubt about it. Yep. I mean, they traded for your boy Claypool, which will probably change things. Balance power in the AFC. Uh, if he'll show up to practice. <laughs> Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. This is really bad news for uh, Kirk Cousins. Or good news if you like uh, um, K.J. Osborne. And the kid from Addison, uh, Addison from U, uh, USC by way of Pitt. Justin Jefferson going to be out for the next four games at least. Strain hamstring suffered in the loss last week. And they probably the paid tight ends more than anybody, Bob, with Oliver and Hawkinson. Yeah, and Oliver fumbled. First play of the game. Sunday, too. But yeah. Justin Jefferson, adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. But if you're a real team, Minnesota, you've just lost arguably the best receiver in football for at least a month here. And, and, Bob, if they're one and four and they're, they're stinking up to joy, I mean, if you keep losing, you know, Kirk Cousins is old, contract's up, 
be looking pretty good if you got that first or second pick. And it still it d- didn't it have the flavor of a rebuild anyway. What they were doing, well, I, I think it's Cook like half and half because yeah. you can't. You know, they paid Hawkinson. They went and got Josh Oliver and paid him a fortune. You know, and then you traded Dalvin Cook. Okay, what message? You know, you're given. Uh, you're given like what message do we believe? Yeah, a lot of their defensive guys were sent to other destinations as well. It's the whip around here, Vinny and Haney. 1057 the fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. NBA preseason has started. And last night, two future faces of the league faced off in OKC. Spurs harass Wallace into a turnover and That's Victor Webb by Yama going up against Chet Holmgren. Bally Sports on the call. Only preseason, so let's stress that. 122-121. Thunder win. By the way, I, I like Oklahoma City a lot to be a young and scary team in the West. Then again, I said that about the Bulls two years ago in the NBA in the East, and I don't think Lonzo Ball's played, <laughs> played a second since then, so I'm no. not trying to jinx anybody for sure. But Chet Holmgren, who did miss all of last year. Yep. Out of Gonzaga, foot injury, 21-9. and nine. Uh, Wemby had 20-5. and five. They play in the West, so they get to see each other four times a year. I think this is going to be a very entertaining and interesting matchup to watch. Even Greg Popovich was impressed by the fact that, you know, just watching these two skilled, highly skilled big men. Yeah. They're the prototypes for what, I guess, hoops is. Two seven-footers with mid-range, if not deep game. They can put the ball on the floor. Rim protectors, I mean, they're... They're kind of the new hybrid guys. And, and and Bob, to be totally honest, I think for Holmgren, basically he had a red shirt year. He needed it. He was so skinny, you know. Still is. He tried to flex, and it was like, I think my calves are bigger than this guy's forearm. But His, his dad was a good player at the U, too. But he uh, he had a good game last night. So did Webb So get ready to watch that. Bringing it closer to home, Aaron Wiggins, former Terp. He was uh, four points, two rebounds. Had a rough night from the floor, but he certainly hoisted him up there when he could. Knicks beat Boston 114-107. Again, just preseason. Boston, none of their starters were there. But Emmanuel quickly at 21 off the bench yes. for the New York Ball Club. Maryland's hosting Ohio, <laughs> Illinois, rather, coming off the loss to Ohio State this Saturday, 3.30. It is on NBC. Maryland 5-1, and 2-1 and one in the Big Ten. The uh, Fighting Illini 2-4, and 0-3 oh in the league. Maryland 14-point favorites. We'll talk about it. Over the next few days. Real quick, this day in sports history, October the 10th, 1973. ALCS game four in Oakland. Orioles beat the A's. Orioles were down four zip. They score four in the seventh. Andy Etchebarren, he goes yard. Bobby Gritch hit the eventual game-winning homer off Raleigh Fingers. Jim Palmer, who would win the Cy Young that year, he got KO'd in the second inning. But bullet Bob Reynolds bridged the gap. Grant Jackson gets the win. Orioles would tie the series. ALCS at that time was best uh, best of five. Unfortunately, the Orioles would lose game five. So that puts a bow on the 73 Orioles. 1979 World Series game one. Memorial Stadium after a rainout game one. Uh, Tuesday, this was a Wednesday night. Bird scored five in the first. Doug Sensei, two-run homer, kind of set the tone off of uh, Bruce Keeson. But uh, Pittsburgh came back 5-4 was the final score. Mike Flanagan. Throws a complete game, 11-hitter win for the Orioles. Willie Stargell went deep for Pittsburgh, which, as the series would play out, did not bode well for the Birds. The Cobra, Dave Parker, one of my all-time favorite non-Orioles, 
four for five on this night, 1996, ALCS in New York. After that BS that happened the day before with Jeffrey Mayer, Todd Zeal, Rafael Palmero each hit two run homers. David Wells beat David Cohn. Orioles beat the Yankees to even that series, a game of peace. New York, unfortunately, would win the next three on their way to the World Series. In 2010, M&T Bank Stadium, Ravens beat Denver 31-17. Ray Rice, big day. 133 on the ground, two touchdowns. Willis McGahee also rushed for a TD as the Ravens, who made it to the division round of the playoffs. They improved to 4-1 and one on the year. That was 13 years ago, believe it or not. When we come back, who are the 12 best teams in this year's NFL world? We'll find out with the Dirty Dozen. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. Got news from the Nets coming up at noon. Buy or sell. Where's the Tuesday money? We'll turn it up at 12-15. And then Ryan Ripken will preview Game 3, Orioles and Rangers, and we'll look at the other series happening in MLB baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Vinny and Haney's Dirty Dozen. The 12 best NFL teams according to our GM, Vinny Serrato. You're damn right I'm serious. Look, they might not be pretty, but any one of mine is worth 10 of yours. 105.7 The Fan. All right, 12 weeks. What did I say? Five weeks. Five. 12 to go. I'm trying to think here about the math, and I got myself all confused. 12 weeks left. Games, that is. NFL season. Last night. Raiders 17-13 over Green Bay. We'll get to our picks later in the show. Jordan Love, three interceptions there. I got to be honest with you, I was watching um, Atlanta and Philly. Great yeah. playoff game. And I got into it because there's always a financial investment from FanDuel right. in a little football fun. And, you know, as uh, prone to do, I picked the wrong guy, Jordan Love. And I had Devontae Adams. Didn't do anything anyway. But the game, the Manning brothers do everything they can to make it enjoyable. I feel bad for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman because unless they're the only ones calling the game, I don't watch them. I watch the Mannings. Yeah, so did I. And the game was boring. Boring. Well, if it's if it's a boring game, Bob, everybody goes to Mannings. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so they had some uh, fill to do. There was some drama late, but either way, Green Bay, they fall to 2-3. and three. Raiders improved to 2-3. and three. Again, we'll get into all of that maybe quickly because after five weeks, we've accumulated stats. Records have been achieved. Let's talk about the 12 best dirty done. <clears throat> all right. So last week, San Fran was one, two Buffalo, three Philly, uh, four Kansas City, five Miami, six Detroit, seven Dallas, eight Baltimore, nine Cleveland, ten Seattle, eleven the Chargers, twelve Jacksonville. All right, coming in at number twelve, two and two Cleveland. They were on by 
They're hosting San Fran. Now, corner Martin Emerson Jr. has the lowest allowed completion percentage in the league, 26.7%. Well, I have his hands full this week. Yes, he will. And so will Cleveland. And Watson, Bob, he didn't practice yesterday. So he basically didn't practice against Baltimore. What, what was the report? He threw twice, maybe, yeah. in the week leading up to that game. Uh. Well, the spread's five. If he doesn't go, expect uh, to go up to pushing ten, maybe. Yeah. So I guess, Bob, some of the players before the Ravens game, they were running hot because he said all week, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. Uh, and then he no-showed them, you know, on Sunday. So I think they were a little pissed at old Deshaun. Coming in at number 11, 3-2 and two Dallas, lost at San Fran. They are at the Chargers on Monday night. The Cowboys allowed 42 points to San Fran. They allowed 41 in their first four games. A little uh, come-to-Jesus performance defensively against San Francisco. Yeah. Parsons was relatively quiet in that game, too. Yeah, Dak Prescott's getting killed. You know, because, like, leading up to the game, Jerry Jones said this is a measuring stick for us. You know, we'll find out where we're – they got a long ways to go. Coming in at 10, Baltimore. Lost at Pitt, 17-10. They're hosting London – or Tennessee over in London. Lamar has 11 turnovers in the fourth quarter or overtime in one-score games over the last three seasons. Most of any quarterback. Numbers don't lie. They can be deceiving. Yep. But that's kind of a pretty straightforward stat there, I would say, Vinny. Coming in at number nine, two and two Chargers. They were on by. They're hosting Dallas on Monday night. Keenan Allen leads the NFL with 43 targets without a drop. Oh, how many did the Ravens have on Seven. Yeah. Coming in at number eight, three and one Seattle. They were on by. They're at the Bengals. Seattle leads the NFL with 98 quarterback pressures. In five games. Joe Burrow. I hope that calf's ready. Coming in at 7, 3-2 Jacksonville. They beat Buffalo 25-20. They're hosting Indy. In their victory over the Bills, Trevor Lawrence was 9-10 for 10 for 114 yards and a touchdown on third and fourth down. How about that? Yeah, I was disappointed in Buffalo's performance. Yeah. Not even uh, Josh Allen's girlfriend could uh, bring victory. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. I was, yeah, I was disappointed, too. Coming in at number six, three and two, Buffalo. They lost to Jacksonville 25-20. They are hosting the get-right team, the Giants. This season, off a play-action pass, Josh Allen is 27 of 33, 451 yards, five touchdowns, and a perfect 158.3 quarterback rating. That's pretty good. 14-point favorites are the Bills, too. Yeah. Coming in at five, four and one, Kansas City. They beat Minnesota 27-20. They are playing Thursday night at home versus Denver. Mahomes is the youngest quarterback ever to defeat all 31 other teams. That's amazing. Uh, well, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, he, yeah. could, he could retire tomorrow and probably get in camp. No doubt. I don't think. All right, coming in at number four. Four and one Detroit. Beat Carolina 42-24. They're at three and one Tampa. And the Lions are one of only three teams that are in the top ten in total offense and defense. They're in the top, one of the top three teams that are, yeah, in the top ten, offense and defense. Coming in at number three, 4-1 Miami, beat the Giants 31-16. They're hosting Carolina. Now, in five games, the Dolphins lead the NFL with 
32 plays of over 20 yards. That's a lot. Yeah, but we just talked about it last segment. They lost eight chan Yeah, and he, he got a lot of big plays for yeah. them. Coming in at number two, 5-0 Philly. Beat the Rams 23-14. They are at the Jets. Eagles lead the NFL in rush defense, allowing 61.2 yards per game. So, I mean, and the Jets want to run the ball. So that's that's going to see if the Jets have a chance. If they can't run it, it'll you know, put it on Zach Wilson. Coming in at number one, 5-0 San Fran. Beat Dallas 42-10. They're at Cleveland. Purdy's one of only two quarterbacks to start all five games and not throw a pick. He's an accurate sucker, man. You know? And, Bob, I heard somebody say on one of the shows that, well, Mac Jones, if you put him in San Fran, he'd do the same thing. Uh, I don't think he would. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And I thought Purdy might have been a little on the lucky side last year, but yeah. I think he's making believers of us all, right? Yep. And he's made, he makes a million dollars a year. Good for him. Yes. So, in summary, one San Fran, two Philly, three Miami, four Detroit, five Kansas City, Six Buffalo, seven Jacksonville, eight Seattle, nine the Chargers, ten Baltimore, eleven Dallas, twelve Cleveland. Video at Haiti, 1057, the Fan Feeble Five coming up at 115, the five worst teams. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Got news from the Nats coming up, top of the hour. Fun house next. It's Video at Haiti, 1057, the Fan. Words, words, words sucks. sucks. They don't. Video at Haiti, 1057, the Fan. Orioles tonight. Arlington, Globe-like field, taking on the Rangers. Game three, ALDS. Orioles trying to avoid the sweep. Dean Kramer taking on Nathan Evaldi. Preview that game with Ryan Ripken coming up at 1230. Baltimore baseball tonight brought to you by Savile Auto Parts at 6. <coughs> Special hour and a half edition. Me, Ryan, and Mike Bordick's going to be checking in as we uh, hopefully talk about the Orioles extending their season. And we'll find out tonight on the fan because we've got your playoff coverage. Here on 105.7, the fan Ravens are over in London taking on the Titans. Both teams coming off losses. Ravens three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Let's get out to the phones before we get to the funhouse. Let's go get Brian and Owings Mills. Brian, what's happening? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, Brian? Uh, what's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, Bob, man. It's all right. If you don't win it this year, Bob, for sure you'll get it next year, man. Because that's, I mean, my, my uh, mom's a Dodger fan, and, our Dodgers didn't win it, and they won it. They won it, won it the next year. So yeah, they're you know, at the with two different Orioles are just starting what we think is going to be a run of contention. I mean, the Dodgers could go one fifty and twelve, and if they don't win the World yeah. Series, it's like all right, great. But they'll come back. You know, you always got next year. You know, what I'm saying you already got your nucleus put together, so don't worry about Q hating on your your Orioles. And then let's start with the, with the, with the bomb first in the room, the elephant in the room. Last I checked. <laughs> the team is irrelevant. They should be like 0 and 5, really. I mean, because, you know, we all know that what you call it, Allen wet the bed with the Bills. Right. That was pathetic. And that's just because you how weak that division really is. And for him to get up here and talk and beat his chest like, you know, he's somebody. You know, I, speaking about wet the bed, you know, when I saw this guy at Buffalo Wild Wings and I had a conversation with him, you know, the pee was just running down his leg. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you still talk so tough to you on the phone. You're one of those New York type people. But when Baltimore people come up on you and run up on you, oh, it's a different story. Oh, you wanna you wanna apologize, you wanna be nice, you wanna it's only football talk. So you should watch them out. But other than that, man, you have a good one. All right, there you go. And, and you know, full disclosure, I can't speak to your relationship, Brian, with Q. I've found Q to be nothing but pleasant in yeah. person. 
then again, I'm usually taking beer from him, so I'm always I'm always smiling. All right, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing all right, man. All right, listen, I heard a cute earlier calling, man. Yeah. Guy's entertaining, man. Funny guy, but um, I do agree with something he said about um, what he said about the Phillies being um the most flukiest. Not the Phillies, the Eagles. Eagles, really? Being. Five and zero, oh? defending yeah. NFC champs. Yeah, uh, I mean, going to, I picked the Rams, so I mean, going and winning that game. I mean, Hurts hadn't been like he was last year. They mm-hmm. they got a hell of a run defense. You know, that's that's what they're they're playing good defense. But yeah, they uh man, they almost like you said, they almost lost. They almost lost to the sorry Commanders, and you see what the Bears did the Commanders, you know, on, on prime time. TV Division last games Thursday are different. Night. Division games are yeah. different. Yeah, that's true. And um, everybody clowning my Cowboys, but I think that was a wake up call, a wake up game, man. And um, it's going to motivate them, man. I think it's going to be a rematch of the NFC Championship game. Wouldn't you know, the wake up call have been against the Cardinals, though? Yeah, man, but they ain't that, that might have been more of a put you to sleep game. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that game was awful. That game was awful. Now, let but me do. I'll, I'll give you a, a look. Like the year that we won the Super Bowl in '94, we lost to Philly at home, like third game of the year, forty to eight, and Steve Young got benched. Whoa, who yeah. they bench Steve Young for? Because uh, he was sucking. I mean, who who who, who they brought in? Joe Montana was gone by then, right? Was that a Bono year? Uh, was that? Elvis. Oh, Gerbach. Oh, Gerbach. Yeah. Okay. Elvis was still in the building back in those days. And we yeah. got spanked. Mm. And then, yeah, you know what's man. funny after that? Never Thanks lost another game. It's video at 8105.7 The Fed. Let's bring Nolan McGraw in before we get to the top of the hour just to say hi. Nolan, how you doing over there, buddy? Hanging in, trying to get myself ramped up for tonight's game. I was telling you a little bit earlier, I haven't really felt it yet. I've been in a bit of a malaise since the Grand Slam on Sunday. Yeah, just kind of sitting there with a blank expression. Well, so it's at ten and seventy-eight. Our teams that have uh, fallen behind o two and a best of five series right now. The Orioles and Dodgers are in a pretty much the same situation. Atlanta looked like they were going to be that team as well until their comeback against Philadelphia. But yes, it's a it's a frustrating place to be. Mm-hmm. But the Orioles, their fifty-two wins on the road should give you some level of hope. It would be nice if the bats would come alive. And if they score eight runs tonight. Uh, no, I'm not making any predictions. No prediction. Good call. Yeah, no prediction. None, zero, zip. Not a, well, if they score that many runs, they're in big trouble there. But you get the point. And I can understand your angst. And uh, you will not find a bigger Oriole fan than me. But I don't see him playing, playing any more games at Camden Yards. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But I just it's a tall order here. I mean, I'll go back to, to uh, I'll go back to Friday. We did our series predictions, and I said Orioles in five. I didn't think it would go this way through two, but I did say Orioles in five. So we are still somewhat on track for that. All right, you'd be the only one. I said the Orioles in four, winning the first two games at home. Yeah, if so, they come back to Baltimore, Bob, they're going to win it. Man, that reminds me. What series was it where the team was down and then they came back for the last game and wound up losing? 
And I, you know, my that philosophy, totally it's just like, just get, go ahead and get There's swept. been a handful of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and get swept. Don't get our hopes up. It's video at 8105.7 The Fan. We have time for Funhouse or uh, no? We'll just save it. Let's yeah, wait so. till next hour. We'll come back. News <clears throat> from the Nets. Start getting you ready for the Ravens and Tennessee Titans. Teams are off today. Ravens back at practice tomorrow. They're there. They're over in London. They're fishing chips. They're watching all that uh, smart TV that's funnier than anything we do, apparently, even though Benny Hill is from there. We're going to get all that coming your way with John Harbaugh. Going to hear from Lamar. And we're going to hear from uh, some others involved in that Ravens loss. That loss seems to have stung at least a little bit more than the Colts loss. Because after you lost to Indy, you won on the road. Then you were in a chance, uh, had a chance to take control of the division. And you let it slip away. So instead of the Ravens being three and zero in the North with all three on the road, we sit here on October tenth. Pittsburgh's in first place. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 